And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. My name is Sean Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. Let's go see Skip and the Crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call. 416-917-4833. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining me here, whether you're live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. As always, click into that group and you will find the comment section on the side. Type in, let me know what you think of the Raptors no-show or Serge Ibaka's right-left combos. Um, or you can also give me your comments live on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, huge shout to the people, the podcast crew, whether you listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, or of course, YouTube. Shouts to all you guys as well. I feel like the the, the chat will be uh, pretty big. It'll be lots to talk about here, and a lot of it will be centered around Serge Ibaka. <laughs> I mean, the Raptors lose big. 126-101 to the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs only winning their 17th game of the year. The Cavs are not a good team. But what the Cavs are is they're going to play hard. They're going to try hard because you got to remember they got back Kevin Love. Kevin Love hasn't really played much this season at all. So with him in the lineup, he's going to be going. Sexton is a rookie. He has to be playing. And then you have a bunch of other guys that, as they talked about during the broadcast, they're playing for jobs next year. So they're going to try. They're going to come out and give effort. They might not be the most talented team there is, but they're going to come out and give effort. The Raptors, second night of a back-to-back, never really had that problem with the Raps. The Raptors came into this game 8-2 and two on the second night of a back-to-back, second in the NBA. They had Kawhi Leonard playing on the second night of this back-to-back as he did not play the first part in Miami. But the Raptors tried to like sleepwalk through this game. They did not really show up. They tried, they weren't playing defense early at all. And it it bit them in the ass, to be honest. Like they didn't play hard from the get-go. And they tried to just, I don't know if it was turn on the switch, and it just didn't work. They had no offensive flow from the start of the game. They had mad turnovers from the start of the game. And it was just ugly. Totally ugly. Serge Ibaka, someone tweeted, Serge Ibaka showed the most fight of anyone on the Raps, or I guess on the Leafs as well, as is a bad night for Toronto sports. But at the end of the day, do we do we want to just dive right into Surge, or are people mad about other things that happened in this game? I mean, the other part was Surge got ejected. Uh, Kyle Lowry rolled his ankle. There was a couple tough other falls from Pascal, Danny Green. Surge even fell another time as well. I mean, Cleveland, I don't know what it is about the Raptors in Cleveland. (laughs) I say that half-joking because, you know, I always remember the start of this year, Tristan Thompson in training camp said the East still goes through the Cavs. (laughs) I mean, they are the defending Eastern Conference champs. So in, in, in some realm or in some, like, weird part of Tristan's mind, maybe he actually believed that. But it's just funny with that context, with that as a backdrop, to watch how messed up the Raps look tonight, as if LeBron was still wearing a Cavs uniform. 
just a terrible, terrible, terrible night for the Toronto Raptors. And let's be honest, they never deserved to win this game. They didn't deserve to win it at all. There's no part in this game where you could say the Raptors deserve to win. And it was even weird because as they were getting blown out in the fourth quarter, they kind of went a little too long, still keeping Kyle in the game, still keeping Kawhi in the game. And it is just weird. These nights happen. Not a big deal. You're going to lose games like this where the team just, I don't want to say no-showed, but it is the second night of a back-to-back. Yes, Kawhi didn't play last night, but at the same time, this couldn't have been just the pass it to Kawhi game and hope that Kawhi can win this game. He gave you 25 in 31 minutes, 11 to 19 shooting, nine rebounds. I don't think Kawhi was a problem. It just was an overall lack of desire or will in this game. Like they just didn't, I think they kind of thought they would just beat the Cavs off talent. They didn't have to show up to like actually show up to win the game but Kawhi did play well the rest of the raps not so much Mark Gasol in the starting lineup he only had two points one of six from the floor seven rebounds four assists I know we're Mark Gasol is going to be a topic of conversation we'll get to that at the end because obviously he'll be starting the next game against the Lakers because a guy named Serge Ibaka will not be playing (laughs) for at least the next game maybe even another game after that but we'll see Um, For the Cavs, on the flip side, you saw them. They were super amped up in this game. They were super excited. Colin Sexton, 28 points, 10 of 18 shooting. And there's a little bit of swag on this team, on this Cavaliers team. That's kind of weird. But the one thing I don't understand is (laughs) it was was just weird to watch him that amped up. He hit a couple threes early in the game, and you could see him kind of barking at Kyle Lowry at certain points. It was just weird. Because the the Cavs aren't a good team. But with that said, it just shows you what effort does on certain nights. What, you know, the Raptors coming in and just trying to moonwalk through the game wasn't going to happen tonight. And the Cavs, for some reason, you know, it's like teams like the Cavs, again, only their 17th win of the season. They've lost 50 games already this year. So when you're a team like have a big lead for the majority of the game, your confidence starts to grow, right? You start to get a little extra pep in your step because you don't really see many chances for wins. And maybe they kind of took it as a disrespect that the Raps kind of came out super sluggish. As mentioned, the Raps, I want to say, had seven first quarter turnovers. It was just not a good look for the Raps. No flow. They started off two of nine from three. And shouts to D. Wade, who uh, Dwayne Wade tweeted... After this game, I wish I could find it now, but Dwayne Wade tweeted out that because obviously the Raptors were shooting the lights out in last night's game against the Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade tweeted after this game, so the Raptors made every shot last night against us, but tonight, and he had the shoulder shrug emoji. The NBA, it's fantastic. (laughs) Hey, that's just how the league works sometimes, right? Every single shot went down for the Raps last night. The ball movement was crazy against the Miami Heat. And then the Cavs, you just run out of gas. And it's one of those things where I wonder if their mentality heading into the game or heading into the Miami game was, can't have a letdown, can't have a letdown. This is, like They were hyped up and ready for that game. Whereas the mentality heading into this game was kind of just, 
uh, to Cavs. I wonder. I don't know. But once the Cavs, I'll, I'll say this. Once the Cavs got confident, you saw that swagger. I mentioned it with um, Sexton. Sexton just looking at Kyle Lowry. You could see him beaking a little. And then, of course, let's get to it. Serge Ibaka. So the end of the third quarter, right around the end of the third, there's one second left on the clock, and the Raptors are trying to do, you know, the Christian Leitner pass, full court to Serge. And him and Se- him and uh, Marquise Chris get tangled up. Serge ends up on the ground. And you can see on the replay that as Serge is on the ground, Chris walks by him and says something. And it looked very disrespectful. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know what was said, but clearly it was enough that it got Serge Ibaka to get right up and it's a straight G check, right? Like anytime the the grab towards the neck area occurs, that's a straight G check. And then Chris came back and you're seeing more and more just like punches thrown. I don't know. I really got to like, I guess maybe the Raptors Reddit crew might be able to figure this out because uh, someone will do the whole like zoom in and try to to read lips, lip reading to see what what was going on. The replay's going on as I'm watching the nurse's post right now, and the G check came from Serge. And as Chris sort of fought back, Serge and continued to throw punches back. And it's one of those things watching it where my initial reaction, honestly, was I'm not mad at Serge. I'm not mad at Serge for that because at the end of the day. If you're Serge Ibaka, I don't know what was said. Again, I, I'm not going to pretend to know what was said if you're Serge Ibaka, but every once in a while, okay, you got to G-check someone. You got to let someone else know that their actions are unacceptable. And if I'm Serge Ibaka, and I get it, people are going to say, oh, well, you should be more composed than that, or it's the Cavs, and it's Marquise Chris, and whatever. And that's exactly why I get if you're Serge Ibaka in this game against the Cavs that you're going to look at Marquise Chris like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Like, you can't talk to me. You're Marquise Chris. Like, what, what are you doing right now? Sometimes the G-check is necessary. It is a necessary part of society. I'm not advocating for the violence of fighting or whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I understand it. I understand the need of it in certain certain situations. And again... Just watch that replay. Someone is going to figure out. They're going to zoom in enough to see what was said by Marquise Chris. And hey, everybody, as grown-ass people, we all have our triggers. We all have our triggers of what the line is. And the line's going to be different for different people. But we all have our triggers in terms of what someone is going to say to you before that line is crossed and me and you have to have some words. I'm not mad at Serge Ibaka for that. And I say this a lot, too. This modern NBA where there's a lot of trash talking, there's a lot of like the fake tough guy, the hold me back, all this stuff, right? A lot of times the call out is needed. The G check is needed because there's a lot of hold me back moments. There's a lot of, oh, go meet me in the back. And sometimes you got to call people on that. Sometimes you got to let them know like, nah, man, I'm not here for the play play. I'm not here for you to, you're not going to walk over me and like, and, and diss me like, nah, that's not going to happen. That's not cool. So I'm not mad at Serge. I understand it. I get it. I'm not saying I'd advocate for Serge fighting and missing mad games, mad important games come playoff time. But hey, let's think about it. Maybe this is a way to load management Serge. 
We were all talking about Serge needed some rest anyways. Now he will get some rest. But I, I feel like people will be fired up about this. So let's get to some comments here because I'm sure that other than the loss, the loss is bad, but I'm, I'm guessing people will want to talk about Serge Ibaka's. And I want to know what people have to say about Serge Ibaka. Once again, because if we remember in past years, Serge getting in scuffles with James Johnson, Serge getting mixed up with, you know, just we've seen it before. We've seen it before. And let's get to some comments here. I'm scrolling through. Someone asking, why did Ibaka snap with the laughing emoji? I don't know. I'm waiting to hear the post game. I'm sure one of our Raptors, uh, our heavy Raptors uh, reporters will get to Serge Ibaka or talk to someone that, and we'll be able to find out what exactly was said. Because that's what I want to know. I want to know what was said. That's all I want to know at this point. Uh, someone says, if we wanted to catch Milwaukee, we needed this game. Again, the seeding, I understand why seeding is important. I Trust me when I tell you that I get it and I understand why seeding is important. I totally do. But there are more important things than, than catching Milwaukee and getting first place overall. If they really cared about first overall, they wouldn't be resting Kawhi Leonard that much just wouldn't happen. So clearly, getting that first seed overall isn't something that is a top, top, top priority for this team. It's okay. I understand. It's a missed opportunity because Milwaukee lost a game, and obviously the Raps were, were playing against the Cavs. But at the end of the day, it's a two-game road trip, or a three-game road trip. You come away with two wins. Now, if they had lost to Miami and won tonight, like, does that make people feel better? I don't know. But I just think that it's okay. The seeding, I'm confident with this Raptors team being able to beat whoever, wherever in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's just me, though. I understand why people might feel differently, but that's just me. Uh, another one says, another person on Instagram says, that was so painful to watch. It was. That was a really, really ugly game. There's no flow. The Raptors... At no point did the Raptors look good in that game. The offense was so terrible. Kawhi like just had some moments where he would go on personal runs on his own. But other than that, it was an ugly game by the Toronto Raptors. Siakam got some buckets late, but he finished with 15 points on 6 of 13 shooting. Not bad. Uh, Kyle Lowry, 5 of 8. He shot all right in this game. 14 points, 6 assists, 5, re five rebounds. Not bad from Lowry but not much from the bench. The bench really struggled. And again, overall, it, it started from right from the start of the game. The Raptors just had no energy, mad turnovers, and you shoot 11 threes, but you shoot 28% from three. It's not a good look if you're the Toronto Raptors. And the Cavs' defense isn't that good. So they just miss shots. It happens. It's almost like they shot so great last night in terms of a franchise record 21 made threes against the Heat that a game like this was almost bound to happen where the three-point shooting goes the complete opposite way. More comments, though. The Raptors are the only NBA team that can look so dominant one night and like a complete joke the next night. Ibaka has to control his emotions. Gasol and Lynn were garbage tonight. So this is from Alex on Instagram. And Alex, here, here's a few things I'll say. A lot of teams have the ability to look really, really good one night and then garbage the next. 
again, the Cavs, the Cavs tonight, they hit 18 threes in this game. I know they shoot a lot of threes, but the Cavs aren't that good, right? They're not that good of a shooting team. It just happens sometimes in the NBA. There's certain things called schedule losses, and the Raptors could have won this game. I mean, on paper, obviously they should have won the game, but it happens. It's okay. Uh, Ibaka has to control his emotions. I always find it. I always find it weird when we and this is not just how fans projected on athletes, but just in general, how we try to put ourselves in someone else's shoes in terms of just because we wouldn't react in a certain way to what someone says or does means that everybody else should have that same reaction. I always find that weird. Again, I'm not advocating for anyone fighting in a basketball game. But what I'm saying is, I can't tell Serge Ibaka that if Chris says blank to him, that he's supposed to just lay on the ground and wait for someone else to come pick him up. I'm not going to tell Serge Ibaka that. Just like if it comes out that he said blank, again, I don't know, and then Serge is like, nah, that's a trigger for me because of whatever, I'm not going to then tell Serge, hey man, you can't G-check the dude like that. I can't say that. I, I have a problem doing that. I understand that that's what, and hey, Alex isn't the only person saying that. And again, as always on this podcast, I'm not saying that I'm right. And my opinion is a be all and end all. It's just my opinion. And my opinion is that there's certain moments where you got to G check someone in life, in sports, in all facets of life. It just happens. And this is a game, a meaningless game in March against the Cavs. And if you felt that a dude, Marquise Chris is trying to get get off on you and, and especially in this era of Instagram <laughs> where he's trying to punk you and a lot of things get done for the gram nah bro that's not happening he's I, I'm not playing the the starring role in, in you trying to punk me Marquise Chris who is Marquise Chris and the wise words of Pedro Martinez if we remember who is Kareem Garcia who is Marquise Chris seriously uh, in terms to of Gasol and Lynn were garbage tonight, I don't think they were the only ones. Uh, they didn't play well, that's for sure. Jeremy Lynn did not play well. Jeremy Lynn has really struggled the last few games, and he's one for five from three tonight. There are a couple threes where you kind of see what he and Nick Nurse were talking about earlier, I want to say a couple days ago, when it was... Nick Nurse was talking about how maybe he gave Lynn too much freedom coming in, right? And in terms of the way the Raptors play with their point guards, you get used to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's coming out here and he's he gets to feel out a game, right? He gets to take control and take whatever shot he wants and run whatever plays he wants for the most part. And Jeremy Lynn came in and he's freestyling and he had that rope to just freestyle. It worked for the first couple games and it hasn't really for the last few games. And I don't know where the balance comes in. I don't know which is the real Jeremy Lin. But at the end of the day, the the depth that this team is built with, especially once Fred comes back, Jeremy Lin's not going to matter. He's not. He's just not going to matter. I mean, if Jeremy Lin doesn't have it, you can go to McCaw. At least you know McCaw's going to give you solid defense. Um, when Fred comes back, obviously there's Fred Van Fleet. All of three of those guys are not going to play heavy minutes in the playoffs. So enjoy the Jeremy Lin, the Lin Sanity experience while we still can because who knows how much longer it'll be there for once Freddie comes back. 
Now, let's get to Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol, Marc Gasol, Marc Gasol. Uh, there's a comment here on Instagram or on Twitter uh, that says, The issue is starting Gasol, stop starting him, killing this team. Gasol equals low energy with starters. Gasol didn't play well with the starters in this game. He really didn't. Didn't look good at all. And this is where, you know, the cries for patience, uh, for this is why these games matter, right? These games that people think don't matter against these bottom basement teams, but you're trying to get acclimated with the new teammates. And just watch the difference of the Raptors with Serge Ibaka right now. You can pass the ball to Serge in certain places, and you know exactly what Serge is going to do basically in every situation at this point. Like, you know the pick and roll, Serge is going to stop at that elbow jumper, and he's going to take that shot. You know that if Serge is at the three-point line, he's going to hesitate for a bit and then take the shot. But you know exactly what Serge is going to do in all situations. And also, the other players around him, when he has the ball, they know how to react. Whether it's, okay, well, I need to go get the rebound because Serge is going to shoot that shot. Whereas with Gasol, the chemistry's not there yet. It's not even close to being there yet. Because not only are you dealing with, he hasn't, he's only played a handful of games with the team, but it's different rotations still. It's, is Kawhi in the lineup or not? There's a lot of different things that haven't led to, you know, constant or constant minutes with the same guys. So you're not going to see the same continuity with Gasol and the starters as you're going to see with Serge Ibaka and the starters because obviously Serge Ibaka has played a lot longer with the starters this season. Now, the reason why I keep saying start Gasol is because he brings more to the table. His shot isn't falling. It's not. You can still see he's not comfortable yet in terms of a, where they're giving him the ball and when he's going to take the shot, but also where his, his scoring opportunities are going to come from. He's not comfortable in that yet. But in terms of just running your offense, to me, Gasol is a much better option for the starters because what everyone keeps doing in the comparisons to Jonas Valanciunas or Serge Ibaka is, especially with JV, they'll bring up, oh, look, he's going for 27-12 and 12 on Memphis. And that's like, okay, cool. Does the Raptors starting lineup with Kawhi Leonard going for 27 a night, the emergence of Siakam getting to about 20 a night, and Kyle Lowry, do you need Gasol to get you 20 points a night? Do you need that? I don't think you do. And so the intangibles, the other things that he brings to the table become so much more important because maybe... Siakam gets a couple more easier baskets. You saw that great play where Gasol gets a rebound and finds Siakam on the outlet pass. Siakam gets the easy lay-in. You saw a couple plays like that where he's able to get Kawhi easy looks. Same thing with Kyle Lowry. Just what he brings to the table to the starters, it's more than just being able to score. And maybe, just maybe, that's what's needed more with that starting unit as opposed to getting buckets. Which... You might be better served with Serge Ibaka being that option first off the bench, getting buckets. Just my opinion. Again, Gasol didn't look good with the starting lineup, but I stress patience. It will come. 
He will find his shots. Remember at the start of the year when everyone was worried about, is Kawhi clutch? Is Kawhi clutch? It was like, no, just be patient. First off, he's hitting all the big time shots to get you to that last second shot. But also, it's make or miss. And so in the NBA, if he's missing all those shots, they're going to come back around because he's that good of a player. His history is proven. The resume is legit. And I urge you guys for the same thing when it comes to Marc Gasol. Are shots falling right now? No. But when you need them, I'm telling you, when playoff time comes around, Marc Gasol is going to win the Raps at least a couple games in this playoff run because he's that good of a player. The game's going to slow down, and in the half-court set, with the lulls that this team has sometimes, and it's just, hey, dump it to Kawhi, save us, Marc Gasol is going to be very important because he's another creator on the floor, and he's another, he can score as well. It's just not the only thing that he brings to the table. Whereas if you're talking about what Serge does at the offensive end and what JV does at the offensive end, it's just getting buckets. But think again about the Boston Celtics and the issues that they have, right? They have too many guys that need the ball in their hands that if they're not scoring, they're not contributing. With Serge Ibaka, it's the same thing. If he's in that starting lineup and on the offensive end he's not scoring, well, he's not really doing much else. Maybe he's hitting the offensive glass, you hope. But Gasol, on the other hand, if he's not scoring, you saw the ball movement multiple times. And again, we pay attention to the assist numbers, but if you're really watching the game, sometimes it's more about, hey, he made the right pass. It didn't lead to the assist. The assist didn't get there, but he made the right pass. And that's very important as well. Uh, someone says, why wouldn't you need Gasol to get points? I'm not saying that you don't need to get points. I'm just saying he has the ability to contribute in other ways. Even if he's not scoring, he's still contributing to your offense, to your defense. And with the Raptors starting lineup now of Pascal Siakam's emergence behind Kawhi Leonard, Gasol facilitating more, getting Kyle Lowry open shots is probably more helpful to you in that starting lineup than just the scoring that Serge Ibaka brings to the starting lineup. And again, it's just my opinion is everything. I'm always here for the conversation. Does Gasol look good in the starting lineup right now? No, he didn't look good tonight at all. But I'm stressing patience. And once the, the, everyone involved gets used to where does he like the ball? Where does he like to score? Where does, you know, him getting used as well to where everyone else likes the ball? Where everyone's spot is on the court? Once those things start to happen... It's not even close. Just I'd stress patience. That's all. Just stress patience. Just my opinion again. I know a lot of people are, are uh, anxious for more out of that Gasol spot. But at the end of the day, you can't compare it to what... Um, you can't compare it to what JV and what DeLon Wright are doing right now for the Memphis Grizzlies. You can't. It's not the same. The stakes aren't the same. The situation isn't the same. It's just not. It's not. It isn't. Because if you think that JV's 27 and whatever is equivalent to what he'd be doing on the Raptors with Surge, it's just not. Like, it's just, like, that's not a thing. Plus, I mean, injuries are a concern if we're really being serious. And yeah, it could be the same thing with Gasol too, but I just think the risk versus reward of getting Marc Gasol is still worth it. Just wait. Just have patience. Know that you didn't get Marc Gasol for right now on March 11th against the Cavs. You got Gasol for 
April. Sorry, you got Gasol for April or May or whatever against Joel Embiid. That's when he got Marc Gasol for. Uh, someone says Raptors need to go get Marcin Gortat. Sure, if you really need uh, depth, especially who knows how long Serge is going to be out, but center depth. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the upcoming games because they don't have a backup center. Is Boucher the backup center now? I'm going to have to see a lot of small lineups where Siakam and OG are out there playing the front court spots, but uh, someone says, I think if JV didn't get injured, he wouldn't have been traded. Obviously, it would have been more difficult. Obviously, we don't know if the tandem of Surge and JV would have continued to play at the clip that it was at the start of the year. We don't know that. Uh, but we do know that Marc Gasol was linked to the Raptors last year as well. And again, this is this is my main point of Marc Gasol. Everyone was so excited about how good Serge and JV looked in this offense, right? We're all like ecstatic about how great both of those guys looked. Marc Gasol is the prototypical five-man for this system. So with time, once he gets used to his teammates, he will be even better than Serge and JV because he's a better player than Serge and JV. He's a better shooter from three. He's a better passer at the high post. Like, it just makes way more sense. So I stress patience. Uh, someone says, it was painful. Surge seemed to really screw us with such a poor decision. Refs were garbage as usual. But besides Siakam and Lowry, the whole team played poorly. Are people really mad at Surge for getting in that fight? Like, I think the Raps were probably going to lose that game anyways. Um, showing a bit of emotion that you didn't like the fact that they were getting their asses handed to them in Cleveland. He's a little frustrated by that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that he looked angry at that fact. I'm okay with that. I'm not, again, I'm not mad at Serge Ibaka for what he did because, hey, somebody had to show a little fight. Someone had to show some form of resistance to the Cavs who were feeling really nice for, for laying the boots to the wraps right from Jump Street. So, I want to know, though, I want to hear more from you guys what you guys think about Serge Ibaka. Are you upset with what Serge Ibaka did in terms of getting kicked out of this game? Uh, another comment here. Uh, someone says, several things I don't like about this game. The Raptors starting out the first quarter passively, allowing the Cavs to develop momentum. And two, turnovers, not taking care of the ball. Three, the refs. I agree with all of the above. Bad starts, turnovers, and then... Once the other team gets rolling at home, the calls start to pile up against a visiting team. That's just a natural thing. And the Raptors were in foul trouble early. Gasol had three early. At one point, Serge had four. Gasol had three or four at one point. Siakam had his fourth. Same with Kyle. The Raps were in foul trouble early. And it, nothing about this game was a good look for the Raptors. I agree. Um, someone said, uh, follow up here. Uh, the East goes through Cleveland. My guy Seabrown says that. Yes, I guess so. Hey, the Raptors always have demons playing in Cleveland, I guess. Something like that. Somewhere LeBron is smiling. Maybe the Raps will just have to make up for it by laying the smackdown on LeBron Thursday night in Toronto. Um, more comments. I guess we can look at what the Warriors did last night against the Suns, though, and hopefully put this behind us. Again, 
to the earlier comments when someone said, how can the Raptors look so bad one night and then great the next night? Hey, it happens. Nobody's doubting Golden State's championship aspirations because they lost to the Suns last night, right? These games happen sometimes. It's okay. It's the NBA. Stuff happens. Um, what a contrast to last night. Their rhythm is off when they play with Kawhi. They can't rely on Kawhi and need to be as intense like he's not there. So the Kawhi Leonard thing. I know people are still upset over the, this load management and him missing all these games and people wondering if you know he's going to be there He's going to be there when it matters the most in terms of playoffs. What Kawhi are we going to expect? I, for one, am not worried about Kawhi Leonard. I think that Kawhi Leonard knows what the playoffs are. The playoffs come down to your best players. And you're going to walk into most series with the best player on your team. And he will be ready to go. He will be ready to go. The team is filled with vets. The game slows down in the playoffs. It becomes a half-court game. And the Raptors have a great team set up for the half court. Not only with Kawhi Leonard, but with Kyle Lowry, with um, Danny Greed. And again, in the half court, with Marc Gasol now, also as a playmaker, I'm not worried about what's going to happen. Now, whether you're talking about do does the rest of the team get more amped up because Kawhi's not there? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. They know Kawhi's not there, so everyone has to pick up the slack. So then on the flip side, when Kawhi is there... Is there a tendency to kind of relax because, hey, Kawhi, Kawhi's here. His 27 points tonight are here, so we could just pass it to him. I think that does happen at certain points. And I also think that in that, we've seen this a lot, where the Raptors will be down early. And then Kawhi goes to the bench at the end of the first quarter. And then by the time he comes back in in the second quarter, the Raptors are down like 10. We've seen that familiar tale a lot, and then their offense struggles because it turns into, here, Kawhi, save us. That obviously is a problem. But again, come playoff time, I feel like that problem will go away because your bench minutes will shorten. He will play 40 minutes in the playoffs if need be. So, not worried. But I understand why, I understand why people would be worried about it. Trust me, I do get it. Let's get to a few more comments before we wrap it up here. But someone says, this was easily the worst game of the season. Zero effort. Seems like everyone gets banged up. Uh, they had a terrible, terrible game against the Magic, I want to say, earlier on, where they got blown out. But in terms of the optics of this game, Serge losing his cool for sure is not a good look. Lowry seemed to roll his ankle, and he didn't return to the game. That clearly wasn't a good look as well, especially when you're talking about the need to rest Kyle Lowry because I think after he went down he should have just came out of the game but you could tell he wanted to play nurse let him play but towards the end he's like limping up and down the floor that's when you kind of need to save Kyle Lowry from himself because he wants to stay in that game and try to give it one last go and come back but if you're Nick Nurse you got to weigh the option and 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 pick that battle with Kyle to know that hey let's get him out of this game it's okay live to fight another day uh, let's see, more comments. This was a game for Kawhi after being spoiled with countless games off to put the team on his back and take over like the star we make him out to be. Uh, Diaz, I've got to say that I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree with you. Again, Kawhi Leonard, 25 points, 9 rebounds on 11 of 19 shooting. Early on, Kawhi, I want to say, started 4 or 5 in this game. 
and was keeping the Raptors close. By the time he went to the bench and then came back in, the Cavs were up, I want to say, eight in that second quarter by the time Kawhi came back in. And he got the more buckets. And they came back a little bit closer. And it was only a four-point game at the half. It's just that third quarter start. It wasn't good at all. So, hey, the end of the day, Raptors as a team got to play better. And they got to figure this out. But I do think that the Kawhi Leonard thing, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's all right. It is okay. The Raptors know the chain of command. They know that Kawhi will be there when they need him the most. But again, thanks, guys, for all your comments here. So many comments here on Instagram. Really appreciate you guys again because I wouldn't be able to do this show without you guys and your comments every single day. Uh, let's see. So, someone says, Sheldon needs to get g for his constant defense of Kawhi. Uh, what? what's wrong with Kawhi? I don't have any problems with Kawhi, so maybe I do. I don't know. Um, also, too, guys, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And again, this podcast is live after each and every Toronto Raptor game on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, the conversation continues, as always, in the comment section, where, wherever you guys find this, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or YouTube, the conversation never stops. The conversation always continues. Appreciate it. Because I really want to hear what everyone has to say about um, not only Kawhi Leonard's performance, the team's no-show tonight, but also Serge Ibaka. I like the fight that we saw from Serge Ibaka. I like when a dude's like, no, 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 I'm not the one to play with. I like that. But I understand why people are, are upset. Uh, also, let me know your thoughts on Jeremy Lin, Mark Gasol, who should be starting for the Toronto Raptors. There's still a lot to, to go over and for Nick Nurse to figure out. And that's what these games are going to be about to close the season. I know there's not many, you know, there, you got the Lakers and there's two games against OKC. Most of the other games left on the sked aren't really what I call big boy matchups. But there's still a lot to be sorted out. So... The Raps got to figure out their rotation. They got to figure out their starting center. And you got to get that chemistry going with Gasol in the starting lineup. Because trust me, the risk-reward of having Gasol in your starting lineup and the impact that he can have on your other starters, it's well worth it. So until next time, we'll see how this goes. Thursday night, Raptors play against the Lakers. We'll be here again on the Wrap It Up podcast because I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.